Hey, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Three Dudes Reviews featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and our special reoccurring guest star, Dan. Hey, I'm back. You'd have to be mad to keep coming back here. It's true. (laughs) So we're back and we're continuing on with our treat yourself movie genre reviews i don't know <laughs> what are we what category there it is yeah that's right and dan picked this movie what, what movie did you pick dan it's a mad 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 world so it's a mad 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 world was directed by Stanley Kramer. It was released in 1963 on IMDb. It has a 7.6 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 73% tomato meter and 83% audience score. And it stars, I guess, a whole bunch of popular comedians back in the 60s, such as Spencer Tracy, Milton Berle, Mickey Rooney, Buddy Hackett. I, I, like, I don't know these people besides Mickey Rooney, but apparently they're pretty famous comedians back back in the day. Dan, do you want to give us the synopsis of this one? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. The movie starts out with this old guy just driving super fast down the road and blowing by everybody. And he goes to the pass some people and he loses control and flies off the side of this cliff. And so a group of people see it happen and they pull over and go down to see if they can help him out. And as he's dying, the old man uh, says that there's some buried treasure, gives them the location of it where they need to look to dig it up. And this sparks a mad chase across the state to go get this treasure before everybody else who was there. That's the premise. Wild hijinks ensue afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wild hijinks. So, um, I guess, what what do you guys think of this movie? First impressions. You know, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a mad, 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 mad world. It, it strikes me as an inspiration for a lot of subsequent comedy films, you know? It very much reminds me of like a Coen Brothers kind of movie. Or I should say the Coen Brothers films remind me of it. Now that you, you say that, it does remind me a little bit of Hail Caesar that the Coen Brothers did. Kind of in tone and like all just a bunch of weird stuff, crazy things happening to the main character or whatever. And lots of different people just showing up and then leaving as soon as they show up and things like that, so... I wasn't sure if some of those people that were showing up were like cameos or something of more famous people that I wouldn't know or what. Because sometimes they fixate on some people and then they never come back again. And you're like, should I know this guy or is it just a random person? Yeah, they had um, Don Knotts was one of the cameos. They had um, the Three Stooges were a cameo. What's his name? Buster Keaton's in there. Yep, that that's it. Buster Keaton was the cameo as well, so... I think this was like, I don't know, one of the first epic comedies that somebody put together where they're like, we're just going to get all the super famous comedians from our day and age and then all the ones we can't fit into the main plot. We're going to give them cameos throughout the entire film or whatever. So it's kind of cool seeing all the all the different people that I recognize from a bunch of these older films and comedies. I think, yeah. Epic is a good word for it because it is like we watched a two and a half 
hour version of this movie, but there's like a three and a half hour version as well. Like it's a really long movie for a comedy. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, going off the uh, the epic thing you're saying, this movie won um, Oscars for best effects and sound effects. Yeah, it's and that's pretty crazy for you know a comedy movie. And the effects still hold up pretty well today too. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good for the most part. There's a few things here and there, but I was kind of impressed about yeah, the, just the visuals and the way they pulled off some of the stuff they did. It's really cool seeing all the stunts that they were able to do in this film. Like all the, the car chases and all that was really cool. And then, then blowing up and wrecking buildings and stuff like that. I really enjoyed watching and seeing them pull off all those cool crazy stunts i have to say for me it got a little too much too ridiculous you know with all these stunts like it was just too much too over the top these people are going too crazy you know which one put you over the edge i'm curious i don't know if it was one like in particular but it was just there's so much stuff i think the thing well, I guess what really put me over the edge was the dude who got trapped with his wife in the basement. That was just too ridiculous for me. I was like, no, nobody would have done that, you know. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> They'll come back in an hour and let you out after lunch. And I, I found that that section wasn't as funny either as most of the stuff. I know humor is very subjective, but yeah, for me, those two were nearly as entertaining as the rest of them. Well, that reminded me a lot of like... Those old comedies, I can't think of one right off the top of my head, but they have that kind of style of humor, you know, like Three Stooges kind of stuff. A lot of situational humor and stuff like that. See, as a contrast, I guess, I really liked how outlandish and over the top everything was in this movie. It kind of, for me, it added to the charm of it. I was I was just busting up laughing when they're tearing down the gas station when they're having their fight in there and they just destroy the entire place. That was that, that was so funny. That was my favorite one too. That was hilarious. I think I'm with you, Dan. The uh, just the sheer ridiculousness of this movie I think really adds to its charm, and I, I think it's all there in the title. You know, I was just reading about how he considered adding a fifth "mad" to the title just before it was released. <laughs> <laughs> I think that pretty much sums up the whole thing. <laughs> That'd be funny. It just reminds me of um, when when I was little. Me and Dan were watching TV Land, and there was this old black and white movie on. And I don't even think it had uh, dialogue, but it was just these two old bald guys beating the ever-living crap out of each other. <laughs> Destroying buildings, you know, like throwing kegs down on each other. But they, they're fine and they just keep fighting. But that's what that scene reminded me of, you know. For me, I tend to prefer the older comedies to pretty much all the new ones that come out. To me, it's like I wouldn't even consider the new comedies or I guess modern comedies as comedy films, just because I don't, I don't think they're very funny for the most part. So it was refreshing getting to see a whole movie just dedicated to that style of humor that's kind of gone out of favor throughout the generations and stuff. I noticed too, it seemed like, I, I really picked it up with the destroying the gas station, but it seemed like they were paying tribute to all the 
like really great comedians and the kind of work that they did back in the day because that whole wreck in the gas station was something out of like short film or something like that and it was great just watching it <laughs> i think i agree with you once again dan you know i uh I'm not a fan of a lot of contemporary comedies, and I feel like these older ones have like an almost improvisational feel to a lot of the dialogue and jokes. Whereas it seems like nowadays they're just reading a joke with like a punchline off like a script. I don't know. I feel like this one's really freeform. They kind of let the comedians be themselves and do their own thing. Yeah, I completely agree. And you can tell, too. I guess a good comparison would be for modern comedies. Look at Thor Ragnarok. Compare that to a lot of other modern comedies. And like you can just tell the actors are having a really good time and just making the script better on the fly as opposed to like a Seth Rogen comedy where, yeah, they've just printed all the jokes off on cue cards and stuff and they're just looking at them while they're reading it word for word. Yeah, it's much better, I think, doing it this way. Don't get me wrong, this movie's funny, and I didn't dislike it. I just think it's at an hour too long. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like they push it a little too much. Like, a few too many characters, you know, they cut back a few too many times to certain characters just to see, like, the same thing we saw the last time we cut back to them. We don't need to see everybody back up their car and then drive away and then do a drive chase for five, six minutes. It's just a little too much for me. After a while, when I see it over and over, someone should go through and count how many unnecessary backups of vehicles we have to watch in this movie. <laughs> what do you mean unnecessary? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I guess some people could say that's the charm of the movie. But if I was the editor, I would have cut probably about an hour out of this movie, which surprises me because there's a three and a half hour version of this movie out there. How many backups are in that, you know? Probably a whole bunch. <laughs> Yeah, I see where you're coming from a lot there. They do reuse a lot of the same gags, especially with the vehicles. One thing that I noticed was how many times did they cut to the shot of the Englishman's wobbly tire on his car before it finally falls <laughs> off? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It made me laugh watching them sit in there and having to bounce up and down <laughs> the whole time they're talking. To make the effect work, that made me laugh like every time. But every time before they'd show that, they'd have a shot of them looking at that dang wobbly tire before they did anything else. That That's my main gripe. Because, like, towards the end of the movie... Uh, should we go into spoilers? I think it's okay. You know, it's a pretty old movie. So, like, after the cop has got the money, and then they get in the cabs and they chase him. That's like an eight-minute chase scene of just them driving and then the gags continue because then they run up this building and then they're falling on the trees and all <laughs> monkeying around on a, a fire truck shows up and puts the ladder up there i just like this is too much you know i, I wasn't even really laughing very much at it just because it was too much what if they would have cut out most of the car chase up until the condemned building scene you think that would have helped it i think it would have a lot of that stuff just needed to be way cut up for me because there was too much unnecessary stuff and it like lost its humor and charm for me after a while. Yeah, it kind of overstayed its welcome, I think. Mm -hmm. Like it's funny, but yeah, too much. Take a joke. You hear a funny joke and first couple times it's hilarious. But then after you've heard it, you know, 10 times, it's not that funny anymore. You know what it is. So that's what was happening to me, I think. 
I was just ready for the movie to be over at that point. Yeah, I guess you know, like 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 TV mentioned, you know, it's all ultimately subjective. I guess. I mean, I, I found the like excess amusing in itself. I guess I, I felt weird cracking up sometimes with you two. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like over there giggling like a kid, and you guys are like, hmm, <laughs> seen this one a few times. <laughs> well. We we laughed at some stuff, you know. You did. Yeah, we um, weren't like stone-faced the whole time. It was a lot funnier <laughs> than I expected it to be. Yeah, I didn't hate this movie. I realize I sound like I'm hating on it a lot because some parts of it were hilarious, you know, and it had the charm, but... It's just that other stuff that detracted from my enjoyment of it. I totally get where you're coming from because, yeah, a lot of those reused gags, especially with the cars... Yeah, they could have cut that out, and that would have saved a lot more time on the movie and made it, I guess, a little more snappier would be a good good way to put it. Yeah, it just blows my mind that there's a three-and-a-half-hour version of this out there. <laughs> well, there's some plot holes that they probably covered. Like, where did they all get their shovels and pickaxes? <laughs> That's a good one. They all just show up with them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but what we know how that that one the dentist and his wife got them, but then nobody else really gets explained. I wonder if the three hour cut goes through in detail how every single one of them got their pickaxe and shovel. I bet it does. Yeah, because they do. They spend a good amount of time with each character in this movie and that's partly why it's so long is because they spend almost an equal amount of time with each i guess each crew of characters and what they're doing and their weird things they encounter on the way to the treasure <laughs> yeah and then they add some more on the way like <laughs> it's quite the the crew that shows up at this treasure location i think going on the things we could cut out of the movie. Did anybody else feel like the, um, oh, I don't even remember what he did, or uh, I don't know if that even said what he did. The guy who pissed off the truck driver and was saying he was a psychiatrist and the truck driver was his mental patient or whatever at the gas station. Oh, yeah. I didn't feel like he added too much to the movie. Like, they could have easily had one of the other main characters be the guy the truck driver was pissed at and it would have worked exactly the same the only reason yeah i'm happy he's in it is because we got that gas station scene which was so hilarious but besides that yep (laughs) you know i did kind of enjoy the uh the hillbillies out there and the uh the car sinking in the river that that did amuse me quite a bit that was pretty funny yeah (laughs) i like the uh I, i don't remember his name the guy who's moving the furniture van his like s- hatred <laughs> for the man in glasses he's like when i give my hands on him <laughs> like he's just ranting to the two ladies in the car who don't even know this guy you know yeah <laughs> he's gonna clobber him <laughs> i think he was my favorite character <laughs> i think his name's pike he was funny yeah he cracked me up his is just like unbridled rage like stopped caring about the money it was just on this like vengeance quest let me ask you guys this. So, the director, what was his name again? Stanley. I keep wanting to say Kubrick. Kramer. Stanley Kramer. It's got the K in there. Do you think he was trying to say something about society with this movie? Absolutely. The amount that the British guy and um, Russell, the uh, the guy played by Milton Berle, was like, I don't know. I feel like that really is kind of representative of that because they spent a lot of time arguing about the merits of America versus the merits of England. Yeah, I don't know exactly what he was going for with that 
other than it had a, a couple pretty funny gags with it, but it was, it was obvious he was trying to say something. I'm not sure exactly what he was trying to go for, but... <laughs> well, you know, um, Terry Thomas's character, the British guy, kept, keeps like being like, only in America, only in America, this could only happen in America. And I think even like the excess of the comedy and the gags is like talking about, you know, greed and excess in America, even in the 60s. Yeah, I completely agree. That's kind of what I got. He was trying to, to uh, have like a commentary about society, American society, how greedy we are, you know? Yeah, how we'll like screw each other over to get to the big prize and stuff. Yeah, how they can't work together, you know, to split evenly. They all try and just mess each other up to get there first, you know? Well, yeah, and they even spend at the almost the start of the movie they spend like five ten minutes arguing how, how they're gonna split the shares of the, <laughs> when they get the money and then they can't even come up with that even when they're like let's split it equally that didn't work either so <laughs> yeah and it became so ridiculous you know because it was like all right there was four men who went down there so they each get a seventeenth of a share but they also had their <laughs> wives up in the back so they get a, a fourth of the seventeenth of the share you know it's it was just ridiculous <laughs> yeah it was but that's the point it is the point yeah it ties into the title, too, with all the mads in the title. It's ridiculous how many times they put mad in the title. So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, yeah. I was kind of sad to see that the cop also joined in on it. I was kind of hoping he'd be, like, the voice of reason or something, but he also goes in there trying to steal the money at the end. He has a really depressing character arc in this movie, actually, compared to all the other guys. Because it's like his whole reason for wanting to steal the money is because he's lost his big pension or whatever he was gunning for. And then he's going to get a divorce with his wife because he pissed, he pissed off his daughter and she's not getting married or anything. And he's like, this is the last thing I've got is to try and steal all this money and get away with it. Yeah, and then the, the, the twist is that he was going to get his pension anyways and he ruined it. Because he went for the money. Pretty dark. Yep. <laughs> but hey, at least he gets a smile at the end, I guess. The classic banana peel bit. <laughs> Anytime that mother-in-law got anything bad happened to her, I was laughing. <laughs> Who was everybody's favorite character? Let's hear it. Uh, my favorite was the furniture guy. He was awesome. Oh, the truck driver the, with, the, with the vengeance story? Yes, the guy who tears apart the gas station. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Pike. That was his name. I just looked it up. Ah, yeah, Mr. Pike. I really like uh, Terry Thomas, the British guy who played Colonel Hawthorne. I've like never seen one of his movies, but I've seen him like in a ton of cameo roles in a bunch of like old films. And I, I don't, he cracks me up every time I see him. He just looks so goofy. Yeah, and he's got the perfect stereotypical Englishman voice too. So his fight with uh, with Milton Berry was really good. I thought I'd say Pike's my favorite character too. But I also liked um, <laughs> the drunk airplane pilot was pretty funny. Oh yeah, forgot about that guy. Yeah, and those two that. Uh... Yeah, the two in the car who get in the plane with him. Those two were probably my second favorite. They cracked me up. Yeah, they were they were a good duo. <laughs> I'd say Pike's probably mine too. But I also really liked um 
that duo you were talking about, not uh, Mickey Rooney, but the dude, his eyes would bug out, you know? That guy, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Buddy Hackett? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, every group had their own really funny moment that kind of I, that made it for me, I guess. Even if I like some characters more than others, they all had some pretty funny stuff that happened in their little... It's almost like a bunch of bits. They had a whole bunch of bits that were put together to form a movie almost is what it seemed like. And they all had some, at least one that I, that had me laughing pretty good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I do think every character gets their moment to have a really funny scene. And yeah, that adds to the length though. Cause there's so many characters. Yeah. How many do they end up with at the end there <laughs> when they get to the treasure? They had quite a few. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> It was like 14 or something, I think. I don't know. Mm -hmm. To the movie's credit, though, you don't get them, you don't get any of them confused. And you, it's like, at least I didn't when I was watching it. Well, yeah, each character is, you know, different and unique enough. Which is hard to do. I mean, compare the final cast of this movie to the cast of the Hobbit films. And it's like, this movie and less amount of time is able to make each one of their like 14 characters completely distinct and have different motivations for wanting to do things you don't really lose any of them in the background really whereas the hobbit the three movies you can't tell the dwarves apart hardly really besides like thorin and feely or keely or whichever one they interjected that awful love story into <laughs> so that that's something cool i thought that i wasn't expecting because i wasn't expecting that big of a cast when i was watching it and i was like this is pretty cool they're actually able to get everybody's motivations and make everybody pretty clear cut on what they're trying to accomplish and stuff which i thought was pretty cool yeah, that is pretty impressive. I do think, yeah, I would prefer a shorter runtime than fleshing out all these characters. I think I would, too. It's so much. Like, yeah, the psychiatrist, quote unquote, whatever he does, I don't really think we needed him. <laughs> the brother that shows up, I don't really think we needed him, although he was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, I love the brother and his weird mistress. <laughs> you told yeah. me you didn't love the excessive dancing scenes. <laughs> I mean, that was funny. Maybe, I only, about maybe only one scene would probably have been needed for that, I think. I, I don't know. I don't think it would have played as well if it hadn't happened like three times. <laughs> the fact that she's still just shaking her hips and not moving her neck at all. <laughs> Some say she's still dancing today. This um, movie kind of, I think, inspired shows like Arrested Development a bit, in a way. Because... Um, well, that show has all the weird zany characters, and in each episode, a lot of the characters end up at the same spot, you know, doing these weird zany things, you know. And just that kind of uh, style of humor, I think, it works good in smaller settings for me. Because, I don't know, do you guys think this style of humor is kind of like Arrested Development style of humor? I do, yeah. I do think it's pretty similar. I just think it's yeah works better for me personally in those smaller you know like thirty minute segments. Most of the yeah, like Dan was saying earlier, like if you just like watch a clip of some of these like things, that would almost be enough to to get you by because they're all pretty funny. But 
it's like, okay, after a while, oh, we got to look at the plane people again. Oh, we got to look at the dentist trying to escape from the basement again. It's okay, okay. Just put all those together into a YouTube clip and I'll watch that. You could probably serialize this film if you cut it up right. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Turn it into a 10 to 12 part episode series, you know? Yeah, you're completely right. I hadn't even thought of that. This is basically would be the same thing as taking four or five episodes of Arrested Development and just watching them all back to back, essentially, with just a little bit of editing thrown in the mask it as being just a bunch of episodes thrown together. I think that format, I would like it a little bit better because then you can digest it in chunks and you don't have to take all of it once and it can still have its charm, you know, it's just you can watch it when you want to watch it. My one counter to that, though, and I'm curious what you guys thought of this part, too, was, you know, right before the intermission, when they do the quick cuts to every single group as they're hitting, like, the climax of their crazy adventures, and they're all just spiraling out of control. I don't know about you guys, but I loved that whole sequence, because it's like, it just builds up so good to that, where everybody at that one point in time is just losing control of their <laughs> of their situation and just goes from each one to the other one and it i don't know that part was probably my favorite part in the movie just cuz it was so funny and having them all back to back like that and they kind of all top each other too it was is a good way to build tension and a neat way to intertwine all of their stories together that I wasn't expecting. For me, that was my favorite part. And I was just like, I was busting up laughing right before the intermission or whatever came on. So that'd be my one thing to combat what you were saying, Mike, just because you would have lost that really cool moment in there if they would have done it as an episodic series. I do think a lot of the uh, the building, even just like even before that, the building up to it, yeah, I think is pretty important to the humor. That every scene just keeps getting more ridiculous as we progress. I could see this working really well as a TV series, though, too. It's perfect for one. Ah, uh, yes, our next big remake. That's what we need, a Mad, 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 Mad World remake for television. HBO, get on it. Ooh, and the first episode is titled It's a, and then every subsequent episode is just titled Mad, and the last episode is World. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I like that. Have they remade this? I'd be surprised if they hadn't, honestly. Like, There's like four or five films that are like rips of it, that have like admitted to being rips of it. Rat Race comes to mind. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Though that one, I will say, is got its moments in it too well you guys got anything else want to do some overall presentation i got nothing yeah let's do it so our scale goes from lowest to highest burn it pass watch it or buy it that's how we rank these kind of things so like i said my biggest problem with this movie is it's just too long there's a lot of unnecessary stuff in here like we watch every car backup we watch car chases for like eight minutes at a time i just think a lot of that needs to be cut and toned down but there is some pretty funny stuff in here but i think i'm gonna have to give this one a pass oh unexpected yeah so you know i've seen this one twice now the first time being probably i would guess 12 years ago i remember liking it a lot back then i liked it a lot this time i i think excess is kind of funny it's always something i've found amusing whenever something is just 
ridiculous. I, I, I enjoy ridiculous things that are just over the top. Yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. It reminds me of Cohen films, which uh, I love a lot as well. I'm probably going to give it a watch. I don't think I could buy this movie, you know. Once every 12 years is probably how much I would watch this one. I think it's worth a watch, though, especially if you like like contemporary situational humor films. It's better than most modern comedies, in my opinion, so... That's a watch it from Fox. I didn't know what to expect watching this one, especially with this like five to ten minute long intro they have going with like animation and like a theme song. But it turned out to be a lot funnier than I expected. I do think the main problem with it is its runtime. And I can't imagine watching the three and a half hour cut. But I do think the bits and the, the sections that are super funny make it worth a watch. So I'd give it a watch it. I think it looks really good, too, for the time. The effects are really good. Yeah, I'll give it a watch. I think it's worth checking out. It is a classic, I, I think, so you should check it out. It's kind of uh, funny, because when we were doing the Solaris review, it feels to me like we're a little flip-flopped here. I was the one who was like, I think I'd like Solaris if, if it was a lot shorter and they cut out a lot of stuff. And now on this one, uh, you guys are like, well, at least Mike and <laughs> TV are like, we need to cut out a lot of it, make it a little shorter, and then we'd like it a lot more. It's the interesting inverse on this one, considering the genres, too. Comedy's not really one of my favorite genres, really. It's it's interesting to talk about comedies and hard to rate them sometimes, I think, too, just because of how subjective comedy is compared to most other genres of film. And it's not a genre you see very often anymore too really like like thor ragnarok and the deadpool movies are probably the best ones i think that have come out in recent years i think me and fox have pretty similar tastes in humor but i also like just the the excess and ridiculous situations that characters get in and things like that is just something i've always thought pretty funny but like you guys said both those movies are a lot shorter than this one too i think i'm also gonna give this one a watch it just because i think it could have been shorter and i don't think it would have hurt the film being shorter maybe someday i'll watch the three and a half hour cut because i'm just curious what all's in there that they didn't think <laughs> should be in the theatrical cut of the film or whatever but yeah for me this is my type of comedy i like these a lot more than anything that's come out in modern times really it's good the music was good the acting was good the effects were good all the gags were pretty funny so i think it could have been a little shorter though too so what three watch it's in a pass yeah yeah so that evens out to a watch it we have a request Ooh. for a movie for next week. What's that? A friend of mine, Nathan, requested that we review Lupin the Third, The Castle of Caligostro. <laughs> what is this? It's on, I think it's on Netflix. Um, oh, it's an animated film. Yeah. It was an anime. There's a bunch of movies. This is one of the movies, I guess. He says they're all kind of serialized, so it's not like it's a, 
big story they follow each time. It's kind of its own individual thing. Okay. Well, let's do it. Yeah, I'll give this a shot. This looks cool. Our first request. Yeah, if any of you listeners out there have a request, you can send it in um, on Facebook, Twitter, or at 3DudesReviews. Uh, or you can email us at 3DudesReviewsPodcast at gmail.com. So those are all good ways to get in touch with us for requests. Maybe you just want to let us know what you think. Maybe you've got like a category idea. That'd be nice, you know. We're willing to do just about anything, so hit us up. Yeah, please do. Well, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is Three Dudes Reviews, signing off.